Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. If you build it, he will. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Couch. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Garrison Financial Friday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The sports animal, that Scott, comes rushing through the door Right at post time, I was just, I was just kind of. Nobody heard that. He came in like Kramer. That's right. (laughs) I was just checking my phone, wondering if I'd missed a text, and then yeah, Cosmo came flying through the door. So welcome to uh, the Skinny on Sports here on a Memorial Day weekend Friday. Scott's in the house. Not gonna wear the ribbon, huh? You're not gonna wear the ribbon. Uh, Uh, He's not going to wear the ribbon. (laughs) Hey, I'm here, aren't I? We're off to a great start. (laughs) Coming up on the show. We've got to be careful. We could quote Seinfeld the entire hour. It's very true. (laughs) Memorial Day weekend plans. What's everybody's plan? And most importantly, I think most people feel like this is the official kind of start to summer, which also means firing up the grill. So what is on your menu for the weekend? Bedlam baseball round six coming up after the Sooners blow a huge opportunity, not only in the Big 12 tournament, but to secure, I think, an at-large bid into the uh, national tournament. So now they have to win that one. Don't look now. But I'm going to make a wild prediction after what I saw last night. You've already made one. Well, number two coming. Man. Man. Number two is coming. Also, exciting times in college golf. OU has just teed off out in Scottsdale in the national tournament. Also, Oklahoma Christian is playing for the title today in Division Two, And it's an interesting format that I don't know if I've ever really heard of. I'll tell you about that. Michael Block. Is the Michael Block story over? Eesh. You know, he said some pretty crazy things this week. I'm afraid the golfing gods are uh, putting him back into his place. The Dallas Stars stay alive. Oh, Jared, who won that uh, basketball game last night? Got to win two more, brother. Got to win two, two more. I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to get out of your bet. Sending me burrito emojis <laughs> at like 9.45 <laughs> at night. I'll give you a chance to get out of your bet. And then right here off the top, I want to ask you guys, uh, Barry Trammell wrote a pretty interesting article uh, that I just read this morning about OU in Texas and the Big Ten. And kind of the ways that that the problems the Big Ten's having with their TV contract could have been alleviated by those two schools joining, and would have been better off for OU and Texas to go there, better off for the Big Ten to get them, as opposed to UCLA and USC. I think it's an interesting uh, discussion that we can have right off the top. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone of the text line. Two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call, shoot us a text, talk about everything, whatever you want to talk about. We wanted to talk about Phil and Brandel Chambly, a little Twitter dispute last night. That was pretty entertaining. There's all kinds of stuff out there. How's everybody today? Doing good. I'm great. 
First wonder, off, are we actually going to get through a day without rain? I don't think so. It's just right out there. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. coming this way. Uh, let's. We got to start. I promised you I would let you talk about your great drives on a couple of holes on Tuesday night. <laughs> and so we'll start there. So Tuesday night in the scramble, um, Scott was right behind. His team was right behind my team, and it got pretty slow there toward the end. So we decided, you know what, let's basically play together and break the rules. And so we did. And on the first hole was number three, and Scott just spanked it down there. And we were all amazed at Brooks Robertson's tee shot right before y'all got there. And then I look up and Scott's hitting it right down there, kind of where Brooks hits it. How did you do that? It's called one out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is you wasted both of your good tee shots yeah. for next weekend at the Oil and Gas on back-to-back holes. No, I played. I played. I'll play at least another 15 to 20 holes, you know, this week. So maybe I'll have maybe some. <laughs> reload. <laughs> Get a couple for Keener and Roy and Chance for, for oil and gas. They, uh, yeah, maybe they won't have to just completely grab me and carry me to the finish line. I don't know. We'll see. You know, Keener was hitting some pretty good ones too. Yeah, yeah, for a Sayre kid. Yeah, well, you know. that's just kind of the way that goes. Zinger. And then also uh, most improved award just on those two holes. Went to Kyle Tosh. It's Kyle Tosh's tee shot on number three did not make it to the Reds, to the old ladies' tee. That's that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. Didn't happen. Yeah. And then, but his next one, he actually hit it. Yeah. Pretty decent. Did pretty good. Down number four. You know. And of course, neither one of us were on the winning team, so we were basically just losers. Didn't matter anyway. at the end of it. Yeah. Have you got to play with Caleb this summer, Caleb Keith? Keith? He can smoke it. That's what Logan told me. You know, Logan can kill it. Yeah. And he said, yeah, we used one of my drives. Yeah. And the only reason is because Caleb put it in the water next to the green on number six. <laughs> that's the only reason we got to use one of my drives. That's, yeah. That's pretty deep. I guess he could rip it. Uh, okay, so Barry Trammell today. He came out. It, basically just a what if. And, and scenario being, what if OU in Texas would have went to the Big Ten? And they posed the question, would Oklahoma and Texas be better off at the Big Ten versus going to the SEC? What say you, Scott? Absolutely not. That's an easy answer. Ask Nebraska. The text line, I love that. I love that. I'm done. Sorry. That's, that's the end Sorry. of my, that's the no, end no, of my answer. We're not ignoring you. Just The text line just uh, – <laughs> it's no. a, remember when you can go play a scramble and play bad and no one talked about it on the radio <laughs> Petri- <laughs> pepperidge farm remembers that's good uh notice i didn't say anything because i can't i'd have nothing hey to wait back a minute now wait a minute <clears throat> both people we were mentioned there you scott and kyle improved. Yeah, well, you gave him an award listen yeah you he you, told you, me to talk about it i'm not talking bad <clears throat> i didn't hear anything hey. bad you gave the guy an award. Of on course, the radio. I did. Yeah, I bet that's the first radio award he's ever received. No doubt about it. <laughs> See, now, I mean, it, listen. If it would, if it would have been yesterday at the firefighters tournament, and I'd have seen him do that, you know what I'd have given him? The McDonald's player of the game, because McDonald's was the title sponsor, basically, of that yeah. tournament. Yeah, he, he got to be the McDonald's player of the game, and for then that. he's upset. Yeah, well. You see how it works in radio, Scott? We can say nothing but Thankless nice things, job. but people will turn it around into saying saying that we said something bad about them. See, now this reminds me of a couple of weeks ago when we were you and I were more making fun of Jared's golf game than Joe Wynn's golf game, and then the first time I see Joe, he's going, <laughs> really? Talking yeah. trash about my game on the radio? And I said, you obviously didn't listen, did you? Well, I didn't hear you that morning. Well, go back and listen. We were not talking trash about that's, you. We're really more making fun of Jared's golf game than yours. That's why there's a podcast. That's right. You can find oh, it. And, well, and here's what he said. Well, the only one that's not up there from the last two weeks was that one. <laughs> oh, no, really? Well, someone had said. to get to Edmund in a hurry. I can't do everything at once, so. Anyway. But he got up there. It's See, there that's, now. But, it, yeah. People now, hear. Now they're upset. They hear what Jared. they want they to hear. They hear what they want to yeah, hear, they not do. what we say. They do. So you <laughs> say no. Um, I, I think it's an interesting debate. Why? I think there's academic things that don't go into football. 
Well, first of all, that the Big Ten would have told Oklahoma to kick rocks well, as far as the academic side goes. <clears throat> that's part of it because they're not an AAU school at the moment. Do you think the Big Ten would have been better off with OU in Texas versus UCLA and USC? Absolutely. Jared? Yeah, I, I agree. From a TV standpoint. <clears throat> Yeah. I I agree. And, at, at and the from time, a recruiting and from a recruiting pipeline that it would open up for the rest of the Big Ten. Are we going back to so the what if the what if the timeline here? So when is that timeline? Back to instead of choosing the SEC, they choose okay, yeah, the Big Ten, yeah, two summers because, was it two summers ago? Yeah, because the with the immediate, even though Texas wasn't winning, that brand is still big. OU was winning, the brand is big. USC UCLA. You kind of went, uh. Well, uh, one of those is the, not like the, the other four or the other three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. USC can hold their – they can stand in the in the ring with OU in Texas from a brand standpoint. Oh, brand, well, UCLA yeah, yeah. cannot. No. No. But no, but I agree with what you're saying, too. It would have – it actually uh, – you know, Nebraska would have loved that, right? They get more inroads back into no, Texas. Nebraska, and, there was one reason why Nebraska left the Big 12. Well, yeah, that's – It was Texas. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then yeah. they'd be right back. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 But, I mean, this, this Big 10 with UC, USC and UCLA, I mean, talk about TV rights nightmare. I mean, so you're going to – have a 7 a.m. kickoff for USC on, well, the, on the East Coast? The big part of this is, and, and I didn't, we talked about it the other day, I didn't realize it, it's called, uh, God, what was that word that they used? Uh, da, 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 allowances? Or it wasn't allowances. Tolerances. So that, if you notice, once the calendar turns into November, the Big Ten didn't play night games. Huh. Think yeah. about it. Yeah, they only play afternoon games. That's right. Their biggest games are afternoon yeah, games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially I mean, in November when yeah. so you or, or, Ohio, Ohio State, State Michigan Tech, is always yeah. early. Yeah. Never at night. And that's because they have they they've set this up they're called tolerances to where they don't play November night games. So OU in Texas obviously alleviate some of that because yeah. of ge- geography, as does UCLA and USC. But even better for the Big Ten, I think, would have been in this time zone instead Absolutely. of two time zones yeah. away. So you know, if you're if you're the the California two the, those two schools, yeah, you get a home game, but are you starting at four? Mm-hmm. So the seven o'clock, you know, and so is that even really a night game? You know, whereas right here, it, this is interesting. Start a start a seven p.m. kickoff on the West Coast. Yeah, you're ten o'clock yeah. on the East. Yeah, yeah. So. so, there's a lot of things here. You realize, do you have any idea how far it is? You know what the closest school in the Big Ten is to UCLA and USC? Is is it Minnesota? Is, is Wisconsin closer than Nebraska? Nebraska. No. It's yeah, Nebraska. 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 Yeah. You know how far that is? Hmm. Oh, gosh. Just a skosh under 1,500 miles. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got... Rutgers. Jack Christian can't even run that. Yeah, well, I'm not going to put it past him. <laughs> <laughs> but then you got Rutgers in the shadow of New York City. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Yeah. I Los think Angeles could fly to China <laughs> faster, faster than they, they get to Rutgers. That's the way they might go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the so Norman and Lincoln are 424 miles apart versus 1500. If I, I'm, I would love to know like the, the behind the scenes thirty for thirty, whenever this gets released about all of this stuff, I would love to know how close this was to happening if it was at all. Yeah, meaning OU Texas to the Big Ten. Well, and I, I mean, because money wise, this the last year or two, the Big Ten's making more money than the SEC is per school. Now that'll change once this new deal kicks in. On both sides, but I think, yeah, outside outside of the the cultural differences, I mean, the the fit culturally seems much better than the SEC, just because those you know for Oklahoma, for Oklahoma, Texas, Texas, the the cultural fit is much better. Yeah, yeah, 
And the cultural fit for USC and UCLA is definitely the Big Ten. Honestly, probably more than the Pac-12. Yeah, in a lot of ways. You know. Well, Football-wise, for sure. They're, they're elitist jerks. Come yeah. on. And they, but they, <laughs> but they actually do support and care about football if they're good. That's and that can't be said in a lot of other places on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. If they're good, because if they're not, nobody cares what USC is doing. That's correct. Are you so in either one of your minds? Do you kind of think to yourself, "God, I wish it was the Big Ten? Or are you both? No, I'm happy with I'm the, that. It's very the SEC. Happy with the SEC. I'm very happy with so. the SEC. Because I'd rather see every other Saturday, whenever a home game that features a Georgia or a Florida over, say, Penn State or Wisconsin, that gets me more. I look much that more forward. Sense? I look much more forward to tailgating at Ole Miss. Well, there's that than too. Freezing to death. There's absolutely that too. <laughs> at Ohio State. Yeah. I'd rather go down south in November than go up north exactly. in November. I'm with you on that one. Too. The Grove. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> not not even Jack Christie can run. We got a text message that said Brandon Culver. Could. You know that was on my mind, <laughs> on the tip of my tongue. Almost said it. Maybe ride a bike. Uh, I saw him yesterday. We go. need to get him back in here. Did he just said finish it, another yeah, one? He just finished one. He's yeah. it, his tenth is done. He's got two more this year. Wow. One in September. One in October. At that point, he qualifies to go to Kona, which is was his goal starting this thing out. And so he is that that will be. A year in in October, so October of twenty four, and he's going to do one more in between there. Just I asked him about this one at Tulsa, you know, because he had just come off of that mm -hmm. Tulsa one when he was in here a couple years ago, I guess last year. And he said, "Yeah, this is more of I use it more of, of testing to make sure." I'm like testing, <laughs> like what? Make sure you could actually do it, or uh, just kind of. So you want to hear you want to hear my running uh, career? Yes. Okay. It's a great story. Pretty short, I guess. I actually, actually told. <laughs> Is actually it over? Told my, <laughs> actually, told my trainer this story the other day. So several years ago, my trainer. You Melissa talk about being a yuppie elitist. I got and, a trainer. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it in Clinton? <laughs> hey, you know, just like I told you before, man, I'm married at ten. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay at a six, you, man. You're just trying to get above <laughs> five. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Come on. I so, hear you. So. Uh, Anyway, several years ago, Melissa comes to me. She says, "Scott, I I just have no desire to run. I don't know what's wrong with me. If you'll sign up for the Memorial Marathon, do the half with me. Just do the half with me, and and it'll give me a reason to train. It'll give me." And so I said no. <laughs> and so, like a week later, she just kept softening me up, you know, and working working on me. And so, a week later, I said, "Okay, let's do it." So. For like six months, we're training and training and training. And I go out one day and I run nine miles. And I, I mean, I thought I was dying. I mean, I'm 220 running nine miles at this time, mm -hmm. you know? I come home and on the news it says the memorial will be canceled oh. due to COVID. Oh. And I looked at Melissa and I said, I will never <laughs> run another mile. <laughs> And I have not. And you haven't. I have that's not it. run a mile since then. <laughs> what bad luck. Oh, oh man. So bad. No. Nine miles. This is no kidding. It was that very day that I got home and that was on the news. Because um, my wife runs all the time and has done that race a time or two. And she says, yeah, once you get to that nine mile, if you can make that, you can absolutely run the whole thing, the, yeah. the half. You're yeah. there. Your, your training is complete. It was awful. What a tough break. Yeah, that was terrible. Oh. Was what do you terrible. got? What do you got planned this weekend? Hey, first of all, yeah, now you said that we were going to get to talk about food. Okay, well, that yeah. we're getting there. Yeah. What, what's your plans yeah. this weekend? Did you see weekend? my sandwich that I made? I the did other see day? that sandwich. Uh, Nothing. I don't even know what was on there. Oh my god! Tell everybody what okay. it was. Fried some bacon. Okay. Well, first of all, you got to start with the bun. Had it had a nice jalapeno. Kaiser roll and it kind of looked like you had done if you had you buttered that up and oh put it yeah in, so oh, it yeah. looked like yeah. it put it in the oven buttered yeah. it up put it in the oven <clears throat> fried some bacon got a couple of pieces of breaded chicken fried them in the bacon grease yes and then put them in some buffalo sauce and threw them on there two fried eggs cheddar cheese and I put a little little cherry jelly on top yeah 
Today on Diners, Scotty <laughs> <Yeah>. Vibes, <laughs> we going out to Western Oklahoma to a guy named Scotty G's. No, trust me, it looked like the, when you see the sandwich, it looked like you'd have to do the hunch. Oh, you did. That guy is f- <laughs> you know, famous yeah, yeah. for. And I'd already smashed it. it before you took the picture? Yeah, because it's had that egg, it yeah. had the runny egg yeah, on I the did. side there. Yeah. Was on Facebook? It was, yeah. Yeah, Google it's it fantastic. It looked good. It was like vacation for lunch that day. <laughs> I don't know why my cholesterol's high. <laughs> well, I mean, you it, don't know why, dude. It was it was baller move. We have evidence. It, it was a baller move to fry the chicken in the bacon grease. Hey, that was a really great move. Yes, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. What? So, you got anything planned for the weekend? No plans for the weekend. Uh, would have liked to have gone to a lake or done something like that, but as you said, looks like it's going to rain every single day of the weekend all the way around us. So we're just going to stay home, uh, probably fire up the grill a couple of days and enjoy the backyard, I guess. I'm sure Melissa will find plenty of stuff for me to do around the house. I'm, I'm guessing that that's probably true. Yeah. In between the rain, in, in between the rain showers, get out there and clean something up. There you go. So you thinking burgers, you thinking, what are, what are you thinking here? Well, I actually still have a couple of Really good looking steaks that I've been saving for a special occasion. Saving for a rainy so, day. Yeah. Yeah. Inch Perfect. and a half. Oh. I don't know what's wrong with these people that get their steaks cut, you know, like three quarters of an inch or something like that. I don't understand it either. Yeah. They probably put ketchup on it too. Yeah. Cook it medium well. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do that, do you? No. Jerry? No. Oh, no. Why'd okay. you look at me when you said that? Okay. I like mine medium rare. Okay, all right. That's right we're gonna, I was afraid we were going to have to kick him off the show. Are you ki- no, ask my wife. I have to, I'm have i the only one who likes it, but I, me, oh, no. and I let it set just for a little bit. To, you know, oh, you got to give it five minutes. Too. Yeah. yeah, a little yeah. settle. There you go. Yeah. So what do you got yeah. going on? You got a couple of those ready to go? Uh, no, uh, not yet. I've just, te- during this conversation, it occurred to me, we have no plans on Monday. So I text my wife, what are we doing for food on Monday? But Sunday, we're going to be out of town but Monday we're not doing anything, so I'm, I'll come up with something. Probably something on the flat grill again. I'm addicted to that thing. Probably might do some do some uh, um, blackstone. Yeah, blackstone. Yeah, on the flat. Yeah, might yeah. do some steaks on it. I've done that before, and it, it came out really well. But uh, but I've been I've been I've had the urge to smoke something. I got all day Monday to do I that. Might smoke a brisket one more day. Like every time I smoke a brisket, I'm a little bit more satisfied. Yeah, you got to oh, be it, patient. Yeah. You have to be patient. You know, it's it's not easy. I've got it a, didn't look like Lincoln Riley's. My brisket has never looked like Lincoln Riley's. <laughs> well, that's good. That's, I've, that's got good. A, I've got a big, bad Tucker family beef whole brisket. I mean, we've never had one kept whole. Yeah. We've chopped part of it up and put it into the hamburger meat and stuff, but i got a big, bad boy. At some point, is going to go onto the smoker. I cannot wait. I'm very you like how you like it. Says at some point, so that there's no chance of us trying to swing by the. House. Oh no 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 no! I, that, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Sam wants to know is it for the since you're going to be out of town. Well, you're going to be out of, out of town on Sunday, but he's wondering if there's any Chick Fil A in your future. Uh probably not. It's just not going to happen. But we're going to Dunkin', so I'm hoping to go to Dunkin' Donuts. What? Stuff break for you. I don't get the joke. What am I missing? Did I uh, forget a joke or something? Yeah, you did. Oh, oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I might get. You know, it's my uh, anniversary on Saturday. Six years. And there's a Chick Fil A right down years. the street from the uh, the place we're staying in Mustang. So there you go. There you go. I'm. Uh, I, I will reveal. I, so I'm one of those guys, and you, you seem like this type of guy too. Just knowing you. So I know what the six-year anniversary is, and so I get a present. So it's iron for six years. So I get, you know, something made out of iron. And the last time I tried this, it was a complete flop because it was just cheap-made terribleness. So I'm hoping what I bought isn't cheap because it's a cool gift. All right. And I'll tell you what it was. On Tuesday, be listening, and I'll tell you (laughs) if it worked out or not. For the paper anniversary, you know what Melissa got me? What? I got to brag on her here. This is impressive. First edition book of The Godfather. Whoa, that's cool. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is very good. 
course, 23 years she hadn't topped it. She's going <laughs> to say, she's gonna have to step it up. I was up. about to say, how do you top that? you got to start low. And your, yeah. <laughs> I figured that one out pretty quick. You, you, you start up here, it's hard yeah. to get back. It's hard to get there. All right, what's going on down at uh, Garrison Financial? Oh, just come on down. Let's let's uh, let's sit down. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your, your finances, your risk. Uh, aversion, what you're comfortable with, and uh, let's let's talk about what uh, how we're going to navigate this market. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's and I don't think that that craziness is ending anytime soon. I don't think it's going to with an election coming up next year and the, the build up to that. Volatile is what I would say. <laughs> yeah, just just a touch, just a touch. <laughs> All right, Scott All right. at SoonerWealth.com is his email. One twenty four North Main is his address. We'll continue to tell you all about Garrison Financial as we move along throughout the show. Coming up, sports. <laughs> Skitty on sports right here on the Sports Annual. By the way, I want to hear what's on your menu this weekend. It's Memorial Day. What are you cooking? We'll be back. Right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker, dealer, member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific state's referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll we're talk. Gonna, we're we'll going to talk, talk right now. Let's Jerry. talk about what we were talking about earlier. On Skinny the on Sports, 98.1 FM, the Sports Animals, Garrison Financial Friday. Scott was just in here hanging out. Oh, man, he can do it all. Full financial planning for you. You'll shop the open market to bring you the best value on your life insurance and your investments. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email. 124 North Main Street is his address. Give him give him a, a visit. Shoot him an email to get set up because uh, yeah, it's it's a it's the like the wild wild west out there in the in the financial markets with everything that's going on around the country. All right, Jared, I'm going to give you an opportunity to write what looks like it's going to be a wrong. I okay. Will, what do you, what, I, I will give you the opportunity. I like second chances. To back out no. of our two-for-one nope. bet. Nope, nope, nope. Right now. Not going to happen. And you'll have to give me one breakfast burrito. You you want to – oh, so back out and I just owe you a breakfast burrito. You just owe me one instead of the two you're going to owe me when Boston comes back to win this series. Nah. You're going to stay stay the course. We're staying on it, man. It's amazing how – going to go home. Miami's going to go home and, and end this thing. It's amazing how much different this series looks from the second half of Game 4 till now. It really does. You know, Miami got off to a good start in Game 4 at home, trying to close out the sweep. Looked like, you know, with Game 3, the blowout that that was in Boston. And, and man, all of a sudden, it just seems like the Celtics found something. And it, it, here's what they found. They started finding the bottom of the net – Shooting threes. The last two games, you know, they've just poured them in at such a high rate. They were, what, 18 of 40% the, in, in game uh, four, making 18 of them. Last night, 41%, knocking down 16 of 39. Is it just that simple that Boston's making shots now and they weren't to start the series? Well, sometimes that's how simple basketball can be. You just start hitting your shots and, and – you see what happens. It could be just that simple. So on that note, Miami maybe needs to change what they're doing defensively. Do, is that too dramatic to to say? You know they they talked last night and they're in the to start the second quarter or so. Miami went to a zone, and I think it was Jalen Brown made a three from the left wing, 
And as they're running back the other way, uh, I think it was Reggie Miller that said, "That's the f- in, in the in the first four games and a quarter and a half or whatever it was, that's the first three that Boston had made against the zone in the series. That is incredible. That is incredible. So they are clearly shooting it better without looking at box scores comparing it. Well, they were, it just feels like they're shooting it better, right? Yeah, a it 16 is. of 39 last night from three. Game four was even – they made 14 of them. I mean, I'm sorry, 18 of them. 18 of 45, which is dead 40%. Then you go back and look at the losses. It's uh, it's not anything near that. 11 of 42 in the game three blowout loss, 26%. In the game two loss, they were da, 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 28% at 10 of 35. So it, it may just simply be that in these last two games, Boston's kind of found the range from outside. Yeah. Now, there's been a lot of love for Eric Spolstra, and rightfully so. Listen, the dude is a Hall of Fame type coach. Never thought I'd hear that. I mean, think about when, when he like was the first on. year with LeBron in yeah, there. Yeah, I thought this guy's just a patsy. He's going to be fired when they don't win enough because blah blah blah. Yeah, now he's. But I agree with it. I agree with it. Yeah. But I, back then, I've never thought so. Hall of Fame coach. Having said that, how much shine is taken off of him if he's the first coach to Ooh, blow yeah, a three zero lead? That's a good one. That's a real good one. Yeah. Or, well, or let's just, I mean, it goes back to what we just said. It, it, if the adjustments don't happen, I mean, you got to look at the X's and O's in, in the intangibles. If he doesn't make some changes, now you can't put him, put the fault on him if, say, Miami just, if the players, if Butler goes out and everyone else just plays bad. I mean, he can't play, he can't shoot it for him. So, you know, he can't play defense for him. But if he doesn't make some, adjustments or makes questionable adjustments that's allowing Boston to have success, then yeah, it could fall on them a little bit. But I see where you're going. I mean three and oh and you lose it. If you if they lose it, uh, everyone starts to look at the coach, sure. You know <clears throat> and to be Which quite, isn't like I just said, I don't think it it's fair. It's not fair. It's not I don't fair. Think it's fair. No, I agree. It's I don't not. think it's fair at all. You know why? Because his team isn't as good, right? This is an eight seed. We got to keep telling yes. ourselves that it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it because they took the three zero lead here, but it is. It's an eight seed, and in, in heroes not playing. Although apparently, if they make the finals, he might be able to get there. Well, last night, some dude named Gabe Vincent, who's just been awesome in this series, he didn't play. So you know the injuries are are, are on the side of of Boston. But it's, Scott is right on the text line. It's the Jimmys and the Joes. And that's what I've yeah, said from yeah. the very beginning of the series. I just will not believe that Boston loses this series to Miami, no matter what it looks like, until it happens. Because Boston is clearly the better team. I don't think anybody in Miami would, would even argue that point. No. But the heat behind Jimmy Butler and, and obviously Spolstra is able to push the right buttons in the first three games. I just wonder if they've they've kind of shot their shot and now they're just hanging on for dear life. And, and the pressure clearly, in my mind, going into Saturday night is squarely on the Miami Heat all of a sudden out of nowhere in oh, this series. Oh, of course, yes. I totally agree because with that. Because they know that they cannot go back. They Well, they sure don't want to try to go back to Boston and win a game seven. You know, last night was just from the very beginning, it was Boston was so much more aggressive. And, uh, man, that that looked like what I expected this series to look like going in. Yeah. The second half of game four, all of game five, uh, Boston is just the better team. Um, and we'll see if they're able to continue that role or if Miami can kind of stem the tide one time at home and close them out on Saturday. Dallas wins in overtime, so they keep their series going with Vegas. You know, it's really interesting. We almost had two sweeps in these in these conference finals. And outside of Game Three in the West, when uh, the the Golden Knights scored three goals in the first period and ran away four nothing, for sweeps or possible sweeps, these series have been so close. You don't normally get to say that, right? On a on a on a time where you sweep somebody, but did you did you see that in the Carolina Florida series, 
Florida had a two goal or anybody, but it turned out it was Florida had a two goal lead for exactly two minutes and 40 seconds of the entire series. No. So what I'm saying is that that whole four games was played within a goal of each other. And it just so happened that Florida was the one to make the plays to win the games in overtime. By the way, because you weren't here yesterday, th- th- what was your reaction to that goal with 4.3 seconds left? Did it, you, did one, did you see it live? Yes, I did. I, I did not. I, I, I regretfully I ju- did not. I kind of forgot about the game happening. And then I was like, oh, man, i got to see where this is at. Um. I was just afraid it was going to go to 70 overtimes again. I wasn't ready to stay up that late. Well, but it, you know what? It was it was a lot like that game that went to four overtimes where, you know, you're kind of ready for it to, okay, it's going to be an overtime game, and then bam, the game, and the series is over this time. Whereas in the, in the fourth overtime, down there under 30 seconds, yeah, preparing mentally, oh, my gosh, a fifth overtime. Am I going to be able to stay up for this? And then bam, the, that's what's so cool about it. And the hockey is, especially in those overtimes, or in this case, basically right down at the end. I mean, I think it was the second latest goal, game winner, series uh, clincher ever in the NHL. I didn't see that. That's that's <clears throat> awesome. And, you know, they, they immediately kind of looked at it, and the, all the rules people agreed that a stick in between the guy's legs wasn't interfering. I have a problem with that. <laughs> you put a stick in between my legs, it's going to be interfering <laughs> with something. But easy. <laughs> but apparently he didn't hook him, which and they showed like the back of the goal view, and he didn't hook his his skate or anything. And you know everybody's like, oh, it's a good goal, and sure enough, it was. Do yourself a favor, go on, go on your social medias and just look up the fans' videos. There's a ton of them. Just the fan reaction, no play by play, just and. It's awesome. It's what you love about sports. Everybody cheering for one thing, pulling on one rope, and and I mean, there's one of them. The dude, he's like in the nosebleeds. He gets the goal. Place is going crazy. Horns are going off, and he kind of pans around. I mean, I swear I saw more than one grown man crying when that they were just like freaking out and crying. It was awesome. Could you imagine being? I mean, we are to an extent, uh, you know, emotionally attached to teams, right? Like, you know, OU football or or uh, shoot, big old football. I mean, but something that huge, and you're it's hinging on one goal can change the entire outcome of a series. In this case, it happened with 4.3 seconds. Could you imagine the rush of emotion that you would have to deal with for the team that you love to do that? I guess it'd be the equivalent of, let's say, uh, my Texas Rangers in the ALCS hitting a walk off in the bottom of the ninth in game seven you know one you know it's something like that it's awesome oh yeah it's awesome and it's awesome to see it with a whole stadium just erupt like that it's just so cool yeah those videos when you see them watching in the bars and oh yeah just goes nuts yeah yeah those are always those are always really cool and you know what else is cool the other side of it to watch Carolina fans smash TVs. <laughs> the team that well, we've seen that as Dallas Cowboy fans. Yeah. We've seen that, too. So uh, the Stars win last night, 3-2 in overtime in the, in the Western Conference Finals, still down 3-1 as that scene shifts back to L.A. Uh, man, I got to tell you, I was so fired up in here on Monday to talk about Michael Block. Yeah. It was so cool. My PGA Pro top 15 hit the hole in one got up and down to qualify for the PGA again next year and then of course the uh the sponsors exemptions start rolling in and he's playing at Colonial as we speak on a sponsors exemption right and we knew he's going to have all eyes on him right yeah he's in kind of one of the those marquee pairings with mm-hmm. Pearson Cootie a, a former Longhorn people are excited about on the tour but not only that, then he, you know, he's he's on Good Morning America. He's on all these podcasts, golf podcasts. Did you see what he said? No, I didn't. I didn't. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. I, I see this podcast, and he's on there with a golf writer and whatnot. And he says, "If I had Rory McIlroy's length, I would be one of the best players in the world." And when I saw that and I read that, I thought, oh, no. 
Ah, oh, that didn't take long. Has fame already <laughs> corrupted yeah. Michael Block? And so I'm going to tell you, Jared, as cool as it was last weekend, and it was cool, I'm not taking anything away from last weekend. It didn't hurt my feelings to watch him completely combust to an 11 over 81 and set 120 out of 120 at Colonial this week. Yeah, nice story for one week. I mean, that's just <laughs> absurd for him to say that. Yeah. And it, it's that's like. That's almost the equivalent of, do you know who I am? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> get pulled by a cop. Do you know who I am? Yeah. I just. That uh, went, that let's went, see what he is yeah. right now. I mean, he hit the shot off the cart path. That was pretty cool. See that? No. So his tee shot on number 10, par four. It's kind of a layup hole, really. Yeah. He hits it just a little bit right, and it bounces onto the car path, and it rolls onto this bridge. Well, the bridge is in the hazard, so he can't drop it. So he had to hit it off of the bridge. Off the bridge. Yeah, and he almost hit it on the green, made par. I mean, that was that was cool. That was when I. But, for me, I almost did that on sixteen the other day here in Elk. I went to the right, and it. Uh, I didn't have much luck though. It went in the water. So, yeah, still, he's even par through three holes today, 11 over, still D-A-L in the tournament. Mm. Admittedly, I was not watching a lot of golf yesterday. I was watching, um, I don't know if you listened, I was watching UCO softball. UCO? UCO. They played, uh, they're in the, they're, I guess they call it the World Series. The Chos, the Broncho, Broncos, Broncos? Yeah. Um, because my buddy's, uh, brother is a an assistant on that team and they're the two seed in that thing so they played yesterday afternoon so i had them on they won five to one so they're moving on uh I'll, yep. you know that leads us to i was going to talk about softball oh she got a big one last night listen i think we're headed this is my prediction this is my uh you know we're gonna have bedlam in the finals Okay, so I'm gonna, We're going to have I'm Bedlam gonna, in the finals of the College World Series. I want to stop you right there because Jimmy, who helped me out yesterday, kind of said something similar. He already picked a final for the College World Series before any Super Regional started. And he picked Utah to be there with OU. So I got a burrito bet out of that deal. Okay. Like you're picking a final yeah. before a first pitch of a Super Regional has even begun. No. No, he. I'm talking to oh, him. Oh, him. Yeah, yeah. So... So you're kind of doing that. I mean, I, you're, so you're going. I think we're getting bedlam, baby. So we didn't really talk about the the absence of UCLA. What that means is that great make OU's chances better to go for a three peat, or or does it taint it a little bit? Say, well, yeah, you want it, but UCLA wasn't there. I mean, what's that do for OU's mindset moving forward? Thank you. They're know. toughest. They're tough potentially. I don't think they think their toughest team is UCLA. I think it's someone like Florida Oklahoma State. State. Or Oklahoma State. Because or... you know why? You want to know why I think that? that? I don't think Oklahoma State is scared of OU whatsoever. No, they, even in that three-game sweep, they showed that that they were not scared. That of could have easily gone the other way. Absolutely could have, but yeah, uh, for sure, a two-one OSU advantage. That you know, the third game probably not, but the first two. I mean, think about how that series started. OSU hits a three-run bomb in the first inning at home. People going nuts. I, I just, I have a feeling. Do you, let me ask you this: Do you, do you remember how this goes once they get to Oklahoma City? How the format goes? Yes. Is it pool play? No. It, they so they could play for one of them to get into the final series, right? Essentially, win the bracket. And then the other one have to turn around and beat somebody. Is that right? Let me think. So it, I they, know it starts when they get to the champion. That's a best of three. Yeah, yeah. That. But how do but you get there? How do you get there? It's I believe it's as simple as double elimination. I'd have to look up an old bracket. Okay, so so what like the way it sets in there? Oklahoma, if if seeds hold, let's say seeds hold here. Oklahoma would play Duke. 
Oklahoma State would play Florida State because they're the six and the three. So that means they're on opposite sides of the bracket to begin with, right? Because one one eight four five is on one side, two seven three six is on the other side. So as they move through, and let's say they win twice, well that gets them to the last. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To now all of a sudden there's nobody left in your bracket. So would they play? I can't remember how this works. All right, let's look at it here. We have. Is um, it like the Big Twelve baseball tournament? Uh, I, I don't think it is. I think I think they play. I think whoever wins that game is in the in, in the final series. And then the other one would have to turn around There's and beat. Little, little cross bracketing going on. Once you lose, because you have your your. I'm looking at it here. Yeah, it does go off that seating. What you're talking about, right? And you have your one. You know, your so call it bracket A, bracket B. But then, if like a team in bracket B loses, they'll go up to like a losers. You know, go up against a winner of a bracket A. You'd have to look at it. It's easier to look at than explain on air. But where did you find it? I just Googled NCAA softball 2022 bracket. Just kind of get an idea of what last year's looked like. I actually got 2021 where James Madison beat Oklahoma. It gives you an idea, you know, anyways. But it is, the long and the short of it is, it's double elimination. Then you get to the championship series and it's best of three. Your yeah. computer's a lot faster than mine. Well, this isn't working. What I went to, I, I'm looking at the one today. But it does go off of those national seedings. Yeah, I knew it started yeah, that way. It does go off of that. How that. But then once you seed it out, yeah. Once you get going into the, the World Series. Yeah, I knew if you lost here, you went down here, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But as far as just the winners, okay, they wouldn't play. Based on their seed. They, they would not play if they both won. One out. Because there is two separate brackets. They, they wouldn't see each other before a finals. That's correct. Saying. That's correct. Which is great. You, that's what we want. That's right. So as you move along, that's where you start getting the, the losers from the other bracket into your bracket. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then moving forward. You know what's up at stake tonight for OU? The all-time Tying longest it. win streak. Yeah. If they were to win, sweep Clemson with the two-game win, they they own the record. I wonder how much they're talking about that. How much that's on their mind? That pressure, yeah, to keep that, to get that. You know, that's a, that's going to be a thing. And Clemson, I forget her name, but by statistics, has the best hitter in this series. Is it K- Kegel? Something like that, but. If you if you were to rank them like one through ten or top ten hitters in this series, it's her, and then everyone else is OU. Two through nine is OU. But she's one you got to keep an eye on, and and then of course that streak we're talking about. And like you said, OSU got that win last night, which was big. Uh, worried about in uh, I mentioned this yesterday. You know, Oregon coming from the Northwest. Well, the idea was thinking, all right, let's send them. They're coming to Stillwater in late May where it's going to be hot and dry. Uh, no, it's actually more like Oregon weather down yeah. here right now. It finally but, got warm yesterday but afternoon. It, but, uh, yeah, kudos Oklahoma State. They made quick work of them, it looked like, and, and um, got a chance to wrap it up today and, and punch their ticket. So I am open for it. I'm hoping for a Bedlam final in Oklahoma City. It would be rocking. Hottest ticket in town. I think it's happening. Rocking. I think it's happening. I like. I, I, hey, listen. I hope it does. I'm just not ready to go that far out and say it's going to happen immediately. I like to see how this all shakes out. This what's funny is it's like, yeah, who's going to be with OU in the final? <laughs> That's what everyone's saying. I would watch out <laughs> for what's coming this week. With I think Clemson's pretty good. Well, so do their fans. But that's a certain level of good that may be different than what they're about to play. Be good, they're going up against great. <clears throat> Oklahoma Christian is speaking of uh, the Division Two. They're playing in the men's golf final right now against Nova Southeastern. That is funny. That's who UCO played. In oh, the is it really? Yesterday. <laughs> and so here, here's how this works. It's a it's a metal match play. 
So everybody's used to know, you know, you watch the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup or what have you, and you have match play, which is it goes hole by hole, but if you win the hole, you're up one. In the metal match play, you go hole by hole, but if let's say you make a four and I make a six, you go up two. Oh. So it's a little bit it's gonna be more back and forth, you know, because if you if you've got a three up lead with four holes to go, you're in pretty good shape. Maybe not as much in this though, because one bad hole instead of just losing a hole, you lose those shots, and next thing you know, it can be you know th- this thing can flip around. So I'm really interested to see how this how this turns out, or what it looks like throughout the day. They're they're like five holes in on the last match, eight holes in on the first match. Oklahoma Christian is up in two, tied in one, and one. Or excuse me, down in one and tied in two for the Div- Division Two Men's Golf Championship in Warren, Ohio. Uh, also, the Sooners teed off already this morning out in at Greyhawk Scottsdale in the the Men's National Tournament. Sooners struggling early on as you've got uh, four of the five guys over par. Only Drew Goodman uh, with with a, a part of birdie. It's early, but not not the greatest of starts for Oklahoma out at the national tournament. As uh, OU's been a fixture in that final eight match play situation for the past half decade at least. Uh, so we'll see how that shakes out uh, for OU men's golf. And, of course, Bedlam baseball number six. You think Sooners have to win to get into the tournament? I've or, heard or did that. The first win I've get heard them the there? first one got him in. I've heard that. I heard that going into that game was that they have to get that opening round win, and they'll get them in the tournament. It would have 100 percent solidified it, with no hope, doubt, if they yeah. would have not blown a five nothing lead last night. And that was a heartbreaker going into the ninth with the lead. But uh, and I mean, I was starting to jump on that bandwagon. I kind of hinted at it yesterday and talking with my guys yesterday when that game was happening. Thinking, are we about to, are we about to see a repeat again? Is this just going to be the staple of of a of a Skip Johnson team? Is just kind of coast through the season, and then turn it on in the playoffs, get healthy enough in the playoffs, and make a run at it. Almost was ready to really buckle my seatbelt on that bandwagon last night if they were to win that game. But uh, back to reality, they're still mediocre at best. Very young team. We'll see what happens today. OSU's kind of, I mean, they kind of toyed around, but that was a big win against West Virginia. That's a West Virginia team that's pretty dang good. And they knocked them out of the tournament. So maybe that writes the ship for OSU. And on OSU's side, you know, if they can make a run at this tournament, they have a chance to, to host, right? Yeah, host a regional, maybe not it, get to a loss, national seed. Did that loss hurt them? At, uh, if you win the tournament, no. I don't no, think no, so. no. But I mean, the Bedlam, I mean, if they lose today, will that. Yeah, that, I don't. Today Take knocks them away. out of a national seed, well, or at sure, least to host but, next week or the super regional week. Right. I still think they you think will. They already host a super think, regional, regardless. No, of what no, no, happens. no. I think they'll host a regional. No I mean, I'm in a happens. regional. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do think they'll host a regional. Uh, they'll be right there toward the end, but I don't think uh, I think they'd have to win it and probably have to beat the right teams to get all the way up to a to a super regional uh, host. Bedlam number six. OSU's three and two so far in those bedlams. It looks, I mean, Oklahoma just, they've got to be kicking themselves. Up 5-0, 9-5 in the seventh, and even a two-run lead going into the ninth and just could not hold it. You know, it. I failed to realize, I'm not injecting excuses, but I failed to realize that was a young team last year. They're still fairly young this year. What Speakerman's a sophomore, right? Um, without looking at a roster. I mean, there's a lot of young pieces of this, and they were kind of limping in throughout this season but it felt like at the end of the you know they, i know gonzaga has nothing in baseball i don't know anything about them they would go up there and and uh spokane and sweep them and well, they played swept some, texas but then got swept by kansas state yeah so you just that's what that's a mixed bag that's what you get from a young talented team and when they can grow older and you'd hope that they stay there you never know in the portal age and johnson's a good coach but last night Missed opportunity. Should have yeah. closed that one out. Yeah, you guarantee yourself a spot in the tournament with the win last night. Yep. And then, you know, one win away from playing for the Big 12 title again down there in Globe Life. Instead, it's gonna. I think it's going to be awful tough for OU to bounce back Me after too. that Me after too. that loss. I would be shocked if they win tonight. Yeah, I kind of would too. Feels like OSU may pound them like they have a couple of times this season. 
We're back to wrap it up right here on the Garrison Financial Friday. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker, dealer, member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, wrapping it up here on a Garrison Financial Friday, Memorial Day weekend. That means no show on Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday. College World Series, women's College World Series uh, field should be set. We'll know kind of what the be looking ahead at, at who plays who and who makes it through on the weekend. Also, we'll know who's in the NBA Finals because a potential Game 7 would be on Memorial Day. Then the Finals will start a week from yesterday on that Thursday, June the 1st. So a lot of things rolling through here over the Memorial Day re- weekend, but the most important one is do you do you have weekend plans outside of softball <laughs> no <laughs> that's the plan we were uh, uh we were going to do possibly softball related uh, stuff on saturday but we decided let's take a break so nothing's happening on saturday and again that's the plan i plan on working on my golf cart i plan on getting in the yard hoping hoping it's not raining and um and sunday we'll be out of town and then Monday, uh, like I said earlier, just hope to cook something and just relax. I do plan on going, going, watching other kids play. They always come and watch our kids. I'm gonna go watch their kids play on Monday night. They're still having some ball games over here on Monday night, if I'm not mistaken. So, how about you? Going yeah. anywhere? Yeah, Mustang. That's right. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So no cooking for me. Is this baseball related? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep, totally baseball related. No, no grilling for me. I guess maybe there'd be an outside chance depending on what happens. But I, here's the deal: I think if uh, if White and play good on Monday, you know, this will still be in Mustang. If they don't, yeah, they got games on Monday. I was wondering Monday night. So they're supposed to play. Yeah. yeah, so that could that could be uh, that could happen as well. So I guess uh, that kind of takes me out of the grilling, which is a little bit sad, but it is what it is. Well, I mean, it's um, Memorial Day in baseball. What's more American than that? I know you'd like to grill, but a grilled hamburger. <laughs> you can get that out there. They they doing pretty good out there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They do. Anybody else? Anybody out there? What's on y'all's menu? What do you got? What do you got on your Memorial Day weekend menu? You know, I'm, not, I'm gonna miss the the Memorial Day golf tournament on Monday. It's always a, a fun time to to see some some veterans, and it's you know you, you thank them for their service, and they always say this this day isn't about us. It's about those that that aren't here, mm, which I yeah. get. I mean, yeah. I, I totally get it, but at the same time, still appreciative of those uh, that fought and made it back, mm-hmm. just as we are the ones that fought and didn't. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's a you know, it's it's a it's a holiday, and it's but it, it's almost in a lot of ways it's kind of a somber holiday because of what it, what it means, and quite frankly, how the the direction of this country right now and the lack of respect that uh, a lot of people give to those folks that not only went over and fought and made it back, but the ones that didn't either. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's where you know this uh, this holiday. I think it, it starts to, at least in my mind. It, it it's kind of gone up the list of of my favorite slash most important holidays because 
of the respect that uh, that those that those folks should earn that maybe they they're not right now. Right. So, with that, yeah, we well, guess we'll be here Tuesday. That's right. Well, have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah, everybody. I guess tell us what you ate on Tuesday. Yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what your menu was on Tuesday. We will not be here on a Monday. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll be back to talk about all the things that happen on Tuesday. Spin the Skinny on Sports right here on The Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cowell. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.